And this time on Culture File, the eight to ten faces of reggae, according to the mad professor. Credited with helping dub reggae into the digital age, Neil Fraser, as he's known to the tax office, used his engineering skills to build one of London's most prolific reggae studios and labels, Ariwa. With Fraser at the controls, the label released dozens of albums and collaborations in a myriad of reggae styles from its Peckham bass. On top of which, a Nixer Mad Professor took on remaking Massive Attack's protection in a dub style, produced the biggest selling dub album ever, introducing millions to the spacey, reverb-fueled style. Mad Professor gave Culture Files Louis Scully a lightspeed tour of his and Reggae's family tree. My name is Neil Fraser, dub creator, electronic inventor, Born in the Caribbean, born under the sun. Sometimes they call me mad professor. I love to dub it crazy while rocking to the lover's rock. And when we rock to the lover's rock, we say, I am in shock, so lift up your frock and let's move to the lover's rock. I was born in Georgetown, Guyana, on the north side of South America. I'm here at Ariwa Studios, and this is where I work. I said to my mom, I want to find a man in the radio, and she kept saying there's no man. So I opened the radio, and that started a curiosity about electronics and how it worked, you know? The kids around me, they were fascinated about my love for electronics. So when they saw all the wires and when I built my first radio, they said, ah, mad professor, mad professor. Well, reggae, you know, created in Jamaica from the in Jamaica independence around 62. Gather together, be brothers and sisters, First it started as ska, then it moved from ska into rocksteady. Then after rocksteady it was reggae, and for years it was reggae. You then had MC reggae, like toasting, what we call toasting. And that started from like people DJing in the dance. Instead of just playing records, they would take the microphone and, wow, baby, give it up. Just about the same time you had dub reggae in the early 70s. You had a next name that came up, which was Roots Reggae. By the mid-70s, you had dub and you had roots. Then soon after that, you had um, early dancehall reggae. When the nurse with a pet with a dribble on a soda with a powder. 
Who the better respect the elder entertainer? When a nurse, when a pet, when a dribbler, when a soda, when a powder. All of the foundation said respect for. So by the early 80s, you had reggae, roots reggae, dance, all reggae. No, I did, I did, I did, I did, pussy like a damn face a rule. I bet for even for them best friend and them no old. Them original kind of a kid. Lovers Rock, which was more a British kind of invention. Crazy for you. So here we started to make music a little bit more melodious and more sweet where you could hold on to your girl and the music just inspired you to like um, be more loving and um, romantic. So we end up with like eight to ten different types of reggae and some types don't like there another type and you know well that's life dub music it was developed as like a spin-off from reggae that moved from instrumental music to experimental music where the engineer would add effects to a track take out various instruments from the multi-track to create a different sonic landscape. So this is good music for driving with good music to meditate to good music for doing every and anything to. It's a, it's a special music. Were you ever tempted to get on the mic a little bit more and do some toasting? No. I tried it a couple of times. I heard my voice and I said, Ugh! What's that? No man. Some people are supposed to be this side of the desk and some people the other side of the desk. So that's fine. Mad Professor there on the 8 to 10 Faces of Reggae. Louis Scully was the reporter.